0: and welcome to the Sunny Sixteen podcast. And the whole gang is here today, which is awesome. Uh, it's great to see every, so many smiling faces. So many, uh, even even though some people are smiling through sickness and other people are smiling through sleep deprivation. You know, it, it, it's it's difficult to know whether the smiles are pure joy or whether they're joy mixed with desperation and. <laughs> And other things ending in Asian. This is show number 318. And uh, we are going to have the conversation, the second in our mini series on style, photographic style, as opposed to uh, the style that Claire and Rachel are currently showing, which is awesome. Like fashion sense and interior decoration and stuff like that. Um, You guys can't see that listening to this podcast, (laughs) um, uh, but I can. And I always love it when Rachel says, is is that the library, Rach, that you're sat in?
1: Yeah, there
0: we go. Yeah. It is I wish I had a library. You got <laughs> it's got loads of books, it's got loads of, it's it's decorated very nicely, it's got a piano, it's, it's an it's aw- <laughs> awesome place. Oh,
2: thanks.
0: So how are you yeah. doing, Rach anyway?
1: Um well unfortunately I'm not brilliantly well. Um so there's a surprise oh. <laughs> for everybody, long term listeners or new listeners I'm sure will will realise um that uh you know having having a child in nursery is just an ongoing um germ monster basically um so she brings everything home then we bo- we both get it and it just means everybody's ill at various points so um i am i have my finger pressed over the mute button just in case um i may well be having to mute myself most of the time um but um it is really lovely to be here and i'm so glad to finally be back i was like i cannot m- miss another show i've really missed you guys it's been lovely listening to uh the episodes that you've done in my um sickness absence uh so yeah it's been been really good to do that so uh i've i've been living vicariously through you by listening to what you've been up to so thank you very much for that
0: well welcome back (laughs) rachel and it's good to see you claire how are you doing
3: i'm all right thank you yeah uh, busy working on different deadlines always got deadlines so just working my way through those really yeah and it's coming up to exhibition season as well so getting everything ready for those
0: yeah, you had a busy. We, when we've talked about this throughout the year, you've always said March is going to be a real crunch time for you.
3: Yeah, because yeah, I've got sometimes like you know I've got um, yeah, just a lot. They all come at once, don't they? Deadlines, but I quite like it. Yeah, I quite like to be busy, so I won't complain. So I'm just working through those. <laughs> but nice to be here, and looking forward to speaking to our. Super guest.
0: Ah, yes, yes. We'll introduce yeah. we'll introduce him yeah, in, uh, just so. mo- momentarily, um, <laughs> which will be exciting in and of itself. Um, Christian, how are you doing?
4: Very good, thank you. A <clears throat> little bit sleep deprived. I was on a double bass workshop with my son over the weekend, which was amazing. But yeah. A little bit too amazing with a seven-year-old, but recovering. Uh,
0: so, does he climb inside the double bass then, and you play it, or, or are you or are you <laughs> making you, you're making a double um, bass? There <laughs> are
4: really great ladders. No, uh, he actually has a one-tenth double bass, one-tenth. but he still has the biggest instrument of the, uh, in the in the family. It is. So
1: this is why, because I had a metro. When I was growing up, we had a metro, so there was no way I was allowed to anything bigger than a violin. There was literally that—that was all the space there was.
4: Yeah, it was very funny because he—he uh, he, uh, wanted. They have something that they call instrument carousel at the local music school where kids try all the different instruments, and he wanted to have the huge violin with the sting coming out of the bottom, and that happened to be the double bass. So
0: yeah. So, so for those of us that are not really well versed in the different sizes of double bass, like what full size instrument is a a one tenth size? Is it like a cello?
4: It looks like a cello, yeah. It's pretty big for a little man like him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's basically that they're different instruments within the family. Um, but they'll be at different sizes. So, like it, with a violin, you could go for like a sixteenth. So it's still a violin, but it's tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah. Uh, and then you you progress up to uh, full size, basically of whatever of those instruments is. So violin or viola or cello or double bass. So that would look adorable. Oh
4: my god! It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I have this mental image now of Sue Lander, Right, that anywhere he goes, he says, oh, "What is this? A school for ants?" But. <laughs>
4: Yes. It's, it's great. It, it, it looks the, the perfect size for him. Excellent. It's just a shrunk double
0: bass cool well i tell you what i bet he's got some style right anyway on to our super special guest for today and i i'm really happy to have this conversation and to have this guest on the show because he hasn't been on for blooming ages way too long um although i did have uh the, the luxury of hanging out together on sunday uh which was a lot of fun uh, but welcome back to the show please everybody and mystery hello buddy Hello, how are you? How is everybody and uh, yeah, thank you so yeah, thank you for having me back. It's been a while, isn't it yeah, it's a couple of couple of years maybe I don't know since you won.
2: <laughs> blow Which my. You're
0: it it does fly, it does fly by but welcome back it is good to have you here on the show and i'm sure our listeners will be pleased to hear your voice as well and uh looking forward to some erudite conversation uh, and some insightful input as we uh, as we consider uh, the styles the photographic styles of the host of the sunny 16 podcast this is what show number 2 is all about um, Anna, i would love to hear your thoughts on on our work love to hear your thoughts on uh, on your own work and your own processes around style as well and and anything else we'd like to get to, to, get to i'm sure the conversation will ramble on delightfully hope so <laughs> okay so uh I don't know which, who should we start. I should, should have brought like a, like a spinny thing, you know, like the game yeah. Twister,
1: like, like Twister, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if this is why Graham had left um, on his sabbatical um, because he was he knew that this was coming up and he was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, there to be for the, for the judgment from Arnold." <laughs> <Is that laughs> it's
2: not, not judgmental. Sabbatical. Is that, is that a push word okay. for
0: wussing out? yes exactly yeah. do, so do, do, you know what? he did yeah. over five years though didn't he before he took a break so which oh, is more than i lasted <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay so well, graham's not here so we can't make him go first uh is this the point where like i have to ask for volunteers oh, let's go
1: for it. Um, yeah, um, oh
0: rachel excellent well done
1: also, because I don't know how long I'm going to be able to last today, so it's probably worth if I, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, if I go
3: first.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, no, that that's awesome. So what we've been doing, listeners, is we've all been looking at each other's photographic work. And uh, spoiler alert: I actually created a website for my photography for the first time ever, purely for this show. Right. Jo- possibly not purely for this show but largely inspired by this show and the need to actually have something to talk about oh rach is showing it on her phone at the moment oh is it working rach well no. it work? it's not working for you that's, oh. it. that's what i got oh dear
1: i'm sorry <laughs> that's just my phone i think it looked amazing like i saw the front page and it looked so good um and then i went to click to see more and unfortunately it didn't work
0: for me but and, and it broke been- Oh dear. Yes, oh dear. So we're going to, so we're going to, see, so to to look at your work, Rach, and uh, for the benefit of the listeners of course who would love to see your work as we have this part of the conversation. Where where are we going to go to see your work?
1: Best place is um my website which is littlevintagephotography.co.uk.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. So, uh do we need like a little bit of interlude music? Um Anil, can you give us <laughs> some interlude music please? Like humming along or something. Uh no. No. Okay. <laughs> a be copyright or something, and I get into trouble. I was still thinking well, about I... sort of little jingle jangle thing. Something like I'm that. You
2: Hold on. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this thing will work. I don't know if the batteries are in it. But I have a <laughs> hey. Amazing. Oh, Good okay. stuff. Uh, let's see if this thing works. It's probably not going to work. I'm going to let you up. Okay. I can tell by the weight of it, actually. There's, There's no
0: batteries in it. Ah, well, sorry. never mind. So, I, so, so sorry, for, the for the listeners' benefit, benefit
2: Castio VL tone, which is a very, Casio. very cool 80s. Uh, is, that,
0: is that an original one back yeah. from the 80s? Wow. Yeah, yeah this, was
2: this was used on the famous uh, number one track Da Da Da
0: by Trio.
4: That was an amazing uh,
0: yeah. song in the 80s. That yeah, was I mean, what? 80s? <clears throat> Five eighty six. Yeah, like but
4: that. no, that, no later. I think
0: that 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 song. So it's totally in my mind, linked to a particular summer holiday that I had um, in the south of France. And they played it in this in in the town square. There was some sort of festival on, and they played it seemingly for hours. In my in my memory, it was played for hours. It probably wasn't played for hours, but it was just like yeah, it is.
4: I think it's even worse if you understand German because the. The, the lyrics are simple, let's say. Simple? I, you know, point, yes. It? <laughs> da, From da, da isn't simple enough. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the rest bit, I think, is uh, not much more ex- eclectic. <laughs>
1: Everybody's going to be Googling the
0: the lyrics of it now. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I can't remember any of that. Okay, anyway, so hopefully that little bit of, uh, you know, little bit of sleight of hand, little bit of uh, uh, misdirection has allowed everybody who's listening to the show to get a look at littlevintagephotography.co.uk, where I'm currently looking at some wonderful, uplifting, sunlit photos the you know of weddings and education and learning and stuff like that so so Rach t- tell us a little bit t- tell us what what's what's your feeling about your own style what you know how do you feel where do you feel you are on your journey of style and and you know and things things of that nature
1: do you know I think it was um it was a fascinating listening to yourselves you know the other week um and your conversation about style and um, I came out of that basically going, huh, "Do I have a style? I don't know if I do." And and I felt like actually because it's been it's been so long since I've kind of actually gone out and created something, uh, you know, as a personal project or something. Um, I guess I was equating it with you can only have style in a personal project, and then I realised that that is completely rubbish, obviously, and that I do have my own particular style, but. It's within the work that I produce for clients. I guess the challenge is always that when you've got a client that you're creating work for, as you were talking to Nick, of course, you know, like there's other influences, there's other agendas, everything else is coming into that. You have to be able to produce something that works for them as well as you. And it's um it's that balancing act really. So I guess I suppose my style is trying to stay true to um it being analog i suppose like the idea of the imperfections and the movement and that they don't always have to be you know pixel sharp that kind mm-hmm. of idea um the sort of like handmade nature of it i suppose and actually i did do a um uh, a kind of like a master class with um um sandra Cohen, who we had on as a guest many years ago. I don't know if you remember her. She's fabulous um uh photographer and education um uh, educator um from Seattle. Um and I think when we had her on the show previously, she was talking about lighting specifically because that's what she's you know specialist in. Um, but I, um during lockdown, I did a kind of like series of masterclasses with her um and she was basically mentoring you know myself and a group of other uh, photographers and she did ask us to you know really think about our style and how that works um and kind of the idea behind pulling together a a quite um a, a quite small portfolio on my website kind of came from her and conversations with with her about that um that it was like if you've got but rather than there being so much stuff, you know, that I'm always quite like, I tend to be like, okay, this and then this and then this and then this. Um, It it was actually really nice and refreshing to kind of bring it all together down to a smaller amount of images to just be like trying to keep it somewhat cohesive as a style within the portfolio. So I suppose that's the last time I really looked at it consciously. Um. But, yeah, in terms of um, my website as well, I kind of used some words to try and cap- encapsulate that, I guess. So, um, for example, on my wedding side of things, I've got soulful, real, intimate, magical and vintage. The idea being that that would kind of um, give you some ideas before you've looked at the images, really, about what my aim is whether hmm. I've let that aim <laughs> is maybe for other people to decide. <laughs> um, but That was that was my intention, I suppose.
2: Do you shoot digital as well as film? Or I do, film? yes. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I do shoot hybrid. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I tried as much as possible to kind of like make a, I think I ended up with like a, a 60-40 film digital in the portfolio mm-hmm. images.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, really nice to sort of, it's the hardest thing in the world, isn't it? Because I think I'm, you know, when, when you're doing something which is a commercial thing, so you're relying upon it for money, you know, yeah. on a regular basis, you, it's that challenge of what do I put in? Because you don't want to, there's the urge to not leave anything out because you might yeah. miss, on a, miss out on a client, you know, by not having that a particular thing in. But it also gets to a stage, and I'm having the same problem. You just end up with too much, and then it becomes a mess. Yeah, in the way that it, it, there's no clarity, and I suppose you know, you and also when you're being commercial, your style is on one level, it's whatever the client wants, right? Because they're paying, mm-hmm. they're paying for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think your style starts to emerge through what you're choosing to show on your site.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you kind of. You... If, if you want more of these kind of clients, show more of that. <laughs> right. If you want more of these kind of clients, show more of this. And and I guess that it's taken me a long time to get to this sort of like simple idea of actually you don't have to show absolutely everything you do. Definitely. You're just about making those decisions to try and yeah. go. And, and I realized, um, you know, whilst sort of doing this as part of the process that like actually what I love and what I sort of really specialize in is black and white. Um, so that was where I ended up making my focus um, as opposed to the colour. Obviously, I shoot in colour in terms of digital stuff. Um, that's mostly what I do. You know, I'd shoot my digital work as colour, obviously, yeah. um, and film black and white. So I guess as part of that, you sort of start to create a certain aesthetic, I guess.
2: Yeah, and and I think what's, because you're working in that world of weddings where, mm. you know, people want to be dressed up. They're in their best. Yeah and there's this sense of timeless romance isn't there about a wedding mm. black and white suits it so well i mean there are some pictures on here that are I, absolutely stunning and i think it is it 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 makes me think of you know, my wife and i always gone up you know we're not fans of big weddings people throw so much money at weddings nowadays yeah. where you if you looked at it in the 60s you'd have people like you know peter sellers just getting married to some global superstar quickly in a a local pub and then just running off around the corner with their friends to have a little booze up and that was it and there was something incredibly romantic about that and it was the moment that would would be captured in black and white yeah and it's it's almost as if that that's what the thing that really matters you know and i think some of some of the shots you've got on this site where they're incredibly simple especially whether it's a reflection through a vintage mirror of someone just sorting their face out on an old mirror and there's a nice bit of old pattern wallpaper there. Mm. It could be from any era. And it sort of captures that thing that's so much more than the sum of its parts, you know, which really brings that romance out. Thank Um, you. That's really
1: really lovely to hear. I'm I'm so glad that that's what you're getting from from looking at my work, Anil. And um, funnily, I know which image, obviously, you're you're talking about. And funnily enough, um, that particular couple sent me um sent me some of their like ideas behind they they very much had a really small wedding it was 15 people basically Mm -hmm. um and it was really intimate it was at the local town hall i mean we have the most amazing huge saint george's hall which is our like registry office basically um but it they really wanted it like, like sort of like that idea of you just randomly get married like at lunch, and then you go to, you know, go yeah. to, to the meal afterwards. And it was kind of like we grabbed a cab from one side of town to the other, and that kind of idea. It was just sort of like on the hoof and trying to capture that sort of like movement and like the moment before it had gone. That kind of idea.
4: Is that yeah. the uh, city chic uh, yeah. wedding gallery? Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, I think so. Yeah. So, um, Stefan Oliver. Yes, that's
4: Stephen right. Oliver. Yeah. yeah. It's an amazing um, gallery, and it's so so genuine. What I like about your wedding photography that is that it's not it's romantic but not kitschy. That's good. To say. <laughs> and that, that I think this the sense of um, of uh, I don't know if it's a, the right word groundedness mm-hmm. in all the romance and and I mean there are very lovely. Uh, Images uh, and uh, you, you. uh, I think, uh, for example, if you look at uh, the images of Steph, they are um, they are, you know, um, showing her beauty and her um, happiness, but they are not overly. I don't know. There is there is some there is this fine line where it's just too kitschy and too. Oh my goodness! You can hear the angels singing, which is not authentic, (laughs) but they still. They're still very authentic, and uh, that's what I like about your your style.
1: Thank you it's very much. Still Thank very down
4: to earth and still beautiful. And,
1: and yeah. I was I was really fortunate actually that um, uh, I don't know if you saw I put some images from Julie and uh, Claire's wedding in there as well, um, and I was really fortunate that Ilford had asked me to do like a little blog on it. So that was uh, sort of more recent, and actually they put that out on Valentine's Day, which was quite lovely. It was about love on film and um, and, their, and their wedding, where they had five people. So I guess, in gotcha. a way, it's starting to become quite clear that my style seems to be attracting people who just want the small, intimate wedding, you know, and it's more about that substance rather than, you know, uh, we say substance rather than style, but... Um, you know, which is quite ironic considering talking about style. But I think that's maybe the point is that it's about um, it's about the um, hopefully authenticness of, of the moment, really.
2: Yeah, and I thought, I think, especially with weddings, I think it works two ways. You know, one level, someone's having a wedding and they're asking you to photograph it. Mm. Equally, by asking you to photograph it, it makes them think about their wedding and what kind of wedding they actually want to have. And that's a really interesting thing because... Especially when you're working in a space as you are, where it's about weddings, where you know every Tom Dick and Harry says they can photograph a wedding, I wouldn't dare. I, they terrify me. the pressure. so big and i've said to people who've asked me i've said if if you ask me to do a wedding i want to be camera b i'm going to be the guy who who catches the fight i want to cap. i want to be a street photographer at the wedding i don't want to do the main shots yeah all the the money shots because i i don't want that pressure and you as you know and you know i don't tell people can be thankless sods at weddings as well it can get very it's a very stressful time with Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure so i think that the fact that you can, through showing the types of shots that you want to shoot, you actually become a consultant, and you actually start to show people. It works two ways, I think. It starts to show them the kind of wedding they can have, mm. and because you're photographing it, and if they let you do things the way you do things well, they'll have the, the memories that they'll remember forever. You know, mm. I think that's where where that 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 piece of making sure that you're really showing your work in your portfolio, not just everything, becomes really important because that becomes your voice and that's your mm. USP. And it also becomes a point you can stick behind. So if someone says, we're doing this, can we do X, Y, and Z? And then you get into that position of power where you can actually say, well, no, I won't mm. do that. I will do this, though, and I'll or I'll do this part of this and I'll deliver yeah. this. It's a, it's so a, a really interesting point.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think mm. that's it's a really interesting point that you bring up, Anil, because um, actually... I've I put it in my contract um, as well with my weddings um, that um, I will be shooting. I I don't Photoshop stuff. You know, it's not my forte. Yeah. I don't know how to use Photoshop. It's just um, it's just not something I. I've ever been you know wanting to learn to be honest and it's not that I purposefully am like no I definitely won't learn it it's just I'd rather be shooting or processing by hand or in the darkroom printing than dealing with that um and there's so many millions of other photographers who do do that really well so that's for them you know um so I think so as part of my contract I actually put in actually that it's about the images that you'll get will be in the little vintage photography style
2: scene. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> which is lovely, because it's it's not, you know, some people want a wedding for yeah. Instagram. They want an yeah. Instagram wedding, those yeah. horribly cheesy, I mean, really over overproduced, over the top. I think you're touching upon it, Christian. It, it just becomes, there's so much saccharine coming out of every shot you just want to puke. Whereas the when you get it right, these are shots that you want to put on Instagram, but they weren't designed for Instagram. They were designed for two people to treasure yeah. forever you know and i think that that's a difference and that that's something
0: yeah. that has real weight to it
1: thank you so much so it's been really lovely um lovely to hear <laughs> it's always i it is, it, I, I agree it, with all of it actually
0: uh, so so you yeah, um i think it's some fantastic work there Rach. um i'm yeah. i'm curious as to to your comment at the start about you know, mm. feeling that you, you didn't really have a style because i think yeah. there's there's a, there's a wonderful style that shines through mm. in your portfolio and it's uh it it, it is it is how I uh, I mean I've known you for a, a few years now so I know what I know a little bit about what some of your work looks like Um and it is yeah you. I can look at that and go yeah actually that fits with what I know you know Rachel's work looks like and and I think there is uh, it's been said already actually that there is a, a really nice consistency through the work I mean it does that doesn't mean that, it's, that they all look the same mm-hmm. but there, there there is that authenticity that comes through and there's, the, there's a visual style uh, and I think that you know i i would definitely say that the you know it, it hangs together as a coherent body of work
2: um i also think possibly because you're female uh, and you, you can sort of tell in the photos simply because in the in the sort of more intimate moments as well it's because you're female you have more access you know when you're in the room with the woman as she's putting her garter belt on yeah. or but that i think women will be more relaxed around you and that's a really yeah. key part of the wedding because when i know guys who photograph weddings The way they photograph it is distinctly quite different Mm. it's really quite you know so it's interesting Mm -hmm. seeing that i could probably look at these and think a woman shot these Mm -hmm. they just have that feeling in a really Mm. good way there's a sort of the intimacy you're capturing in the photos is is really lovely
1: oh thank you Mm. I really appreciate it. I don't <laughs> no, know. That's cool. So, that, so, okay.
0: So, so we all we all agree that that Rach has a really great Rachel's photographic great. style. Yeah, we, <laughs> we all agree Rachel. that Rach is great. <laughs> Absolutely, um, and that Rach's work is great as well. So, so, um, so interesting. So, so just to because we, we'll end up talking all night if we don't if we don't oh. move along a little bit. But Rach, you know, where do you just where do you feel you are in your your journey for a, a style?
1: Oh. It's so hard. That's such a hard question, Aid. Oh my god. Um, I don't. Know. I think. I think in general, I'm starting to feel more comfortable in that. Actually, it's okay to. It is okay to shoot like this rather than try to be like everybody else. So just to try and be more comfortable with. This is this is a shot that I would take you know, just take the damn shot. (laughs) Don't worry about whether it's, whether it's going to work afterwards, because to be honest, it probably will be fine, you know, and actually it's better to, better to kind of have that, I think, because quite often you can, with film, I'm talking about obviously specifically here, you can stop yourself from pressing the shutter, you know, and, and sort of second guessing yourself, oh, there'll be, um, and, and yeah, and I think, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling better about that. I think in general I would like to do um I, for going forward I think I'd like to do more um personal work I guess, you know, and it's that yeah, dream of like where would I ever find the time to do this. Um I have no idea, but that's what I miss. I miss being able to kind of like do that really, I suppose. So uh, free of constraints of to mm-hmm. be for the client as well and it would be interesting to see where that kind of like marries up really um because i think naturally i'm sort of drawn to things like nature and uh botanical stuff and architecture and that kind of thing and obviously weddings is all about people so it's an interesting kind of like mm-hmm. um you know two two layers really of what i do and what i'm drawn to and what i do commercially i suppose and trying to marry those up really so yeah don't know watch
0: this mm. space i guess <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah no it's 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 uh, it's definitely an ongoing thing isn't it <laughs> for everybody cool oh, brilliant thank you h Right, well, i am gonna just jiggle this on a little bit now because i'm conscious of the fact that it's getting on quite late there Yay. in the hearts mountains and i'd love to i'd love to have <laughs> the opportunity to talk about christian's work before he falls asleep <laughs>
4: Uh, what (laughs) yeah really okay
0: so christian so so we we need to give we need to give listeners just a moment to get their phones out or get yeah get back to their computers and 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 have and and call up your work so where where are we going to send the the listeners to look at your work today
4: i think the best place unfortunately because i don't have a website is instagram okay uh, so my handle is c underscore str1 on instagram
0: C underscore, say loud for everybody, C underscore. C
4: underscore STR1. Okay, awesome. It's not the best handle I know, but. Tell us the story of it. There is no story. CS CS was taken and I basically went from there. So there is not a lot of fantasy and and thought uh, that went into that. I don't know. I'm I can, looking at I the bio. Show... It
0: says you are a bluegrass mandolin picker. I'm liking that. That's an interesting thing to put in the bio for
4: yeah. Yeah. The the thing is, uh that is so unlikely. I mean if you if you told me like six years ago that I would become one, I would have uh thought you were <laughs> mad. But yeah, that's that's what happened. It's not like I'm listening to bluegrass all the time, but I happened to love to play it time can, to... can,
0: can I ask just the the combination of mandolin and bluegrass, right? So I have tried to play the mandolin in the past. I'm I, I'm a, a self-taught guitar player, but I and, and I couldn't get around it. It, uh, it wasn't the fact that there's pairs of strings because I'm quite happy playing a twelve-string guitar. It's more the fact that uh, it's strung in fifths rather than fourths. Yeah, and, and that's
4: exactly why I love it because I used to play the violin oh there you go exactly like a violin so there you go so just i could pick it up and then had to learn the picking instead of the you know (laughs) using the bow yeah it's got no it's got eight strings but they are tuned gdae oh right yeah so it's double g double d -d 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 double a double e and it happened to i have no idea i think i actually got to uh, uh, play um, uh, got into bluegrass due to a, a fellow film waster on the film wasters forum, and she lives in the in the US. And she pointed out uh, a bluegrass uh, cover of the Rocket Man, <laughs> and and was amazing... sh- song John uh, song. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it, it, there is a bluegrass cover, and it was like, oh my goodness, bluegrass really sounds like fun to play, and that's how I got into it. So like I'm typical redneck, but. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just it happens to be amazing music, and we play. Oh no, we play like Irish and and um, uh, Celtic stuff as well, and uh, awesome stuff we write ourselves. Yeah,
0: awesome stuff. Hey, Casey, awesome. we're learning stuff about you already, but we probably should dive into the photography. <laughs> so, so why didn't you? Won't you give us a little intro, Christian, to uh, yeah, you know, sh- your your photography and and what it is that excites you and interests you? Where you think you are with it all, okay. and 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 yeah, what you would like us to pay attention to.
4: Oh my goodness. So, so what excites me is portrait work, but you won't find any on my Mm -hmm. Instagram because (laughs) I have, I, I really lack uh, victims. You know, I really would love to uh, shoot more portraits, but uh, except for my daughter, which I, uh, whose pictures I'm never going to put online. um, There aren't any people who really enjoy being uh, portrait uh, uh, subjects and it's very unfortunate because I I, uh, I really love people and I would love to shoot photos of people. But uh, but then uh, apart from that, I really love shooting landscapes and and uh, even urban landscapes. Um, and it's I think it's um, I used to just shoot stuff. I um, I published one scene uh, which I shot in in Finland in Helsinki. Um, and uh, I think it, it, it's also an emulsive. You can have a look at that there. And um, But I, I feel like I uh, usually just go about and shoot stuff that I like. But more recently, after our interview with Todd Coral on the uh, Digital Film Photography Podcast, I started photo, um, taking photos of a, for a project. And that really helped me to um, focus on things. But yeah, I think there is an assortment of styles in my... I don't even know if I have a star, but there is an assortment of different images in my in my Instagram account. If you want to, I can. Uh, uh, hey, do you want me to share the screen so that?
0: Well, no, no, it's all right. So we can all look at, Sorry, them in the, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. at it yeah, in the background. I'm looking at it in the background anyway, so, so don't worry too much about that. Right. But um, it's okay. So, well, Anil, I think you've got something to say, have you?
2: Yeah, I've I've, I've just looking through your feed. I always find this interesting. Um, just looking at someone's Instagram feed and sort of forming a view. I mean, the words I've picked out are first, uh, in no particular order, personal. It feels like a very personal account of things. So it's uh, this work, mm-hmm. you're doing it for yourself, not for anybody else. I would say it's exploratory in that a you're physically exploring, walking around to different places, but also I th- you're just sort of, it's fear, I feel like you're getting to grips with what your voice is in some way. A lot of this stuff's quite wide. You're st- starting to get closer to objects, but most of it is quite far away, it's distant. And on that note, distant, I, I, you just talked about wanting to do portraits. This is something I'm gonna question, maybe even challenge you on, because I've noticed there's not a single human being in any of your photographs on, the, on, your, on, your, um, on your feed, which is because people do exist, but you've whether it's deliberately or not, you've left them out of your photographs um uh, which is it's, it gives a, this nice sense of stillness you know mm-hmm. uh which is, which is lovely because i think the area where you are is beautiful it's rural you've got that lovely mist you've got you know hills you've got lovely trees and things but a part mm-hmm. of me is wondering if you're you're not you're you need to it's almost, you're saying you want to shoot portraits, but there aren't people around, but I think there are people around. And I think you're probably your own worst enemy when it comes to actually just stepping over a line and starting to engage with people. Because what I'm seeing is there's not even a meeting of halfway here. There's lots of beautiful shots of moments in forests and lovely solitary meditative moments.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: But then there's not even a meditative moment in which there's a person half a mile away walking by, which I'm finding really interesting.
4: Yeah, it it happens to be partly because of the stupid German laws who basically don't allow you to put people up if they haven't given you their consent.
2: I see. Okay. But not even a silhouette in the distance. Uh,
4: yeah, that is that is possible. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I do have actually have two portraits of Rachel on my Instagram very <laughs> far back in the history of from the 2019 photo walk in London, okay. and uh, people so
1: isn't it? Because I, I mentioned that to you in the message, because I was like, the, I think the last time I shot anything as like a personal project, it was at, it was basically that photo walk in London. And it happened to be London Fashion Week, didn't it? London yeah, Week.
4: exactly. Yeah, um, and
1: it's, That's perfect, because people who are there, it's like a safe space to do that, because it's like everybody who's there wants to be photographed and you're there with a the camera. So, yay! <laughs> yeah, well,
2: it was. And a man on a horse, which is beautiful
4: oh yeah wish. um that was Help. amazing uh, an amazing wow. encounter because he was actually traveling like through germany on a cold blood horse i don't know if that's the a working horse do you know these yeah it looks like a really huge, yeah. yeah and uh, i asked him if i could take a photo of him I, I don't have trouble approaching people and just asking them if i can take their photo and he even agreed uh, that i can put it on instagram
2: um, so and, with, with the German laws, because yeah. the laws are that way, do you find that I mean, you know, if you if you do ask people, are, are they more likely to say no or no. because they're surprised more likely to say yes?
4: Um I've never had a bad experience actually. I approached mm-hmm. an, a, a huge number of people and the problem is when interacting with people, I normally I have a, a um a number of um a, um what's it called, like um my card. Mm-hmm. Um uh, in, in my in my rucksack or on my pocket, mm-hmm. and I usually ask them if I may take the photo. Take the photo, give them the card, <clears throat> and then I tell them I will not publish it uh, unless they write in, and and I will send obviously send them uh, the photo, and then I can ask them if if they're alright uh, with me putting it on Instagram, and if they say yes, I'll do it. But yeah, this. Uh, I mean, some, my dream would be to go to the U.S., where uh, everyone on the public uh, in public places basically fair game. Even though I would obviously respect p- uh, people, I, I really do hate uh, these uh, poverty porn uh, shots where um, people, homeless people, are uh, in a vulnerable position. And I, I think that is, um, if it's not for documentary purposes and just for you know artwork purposes i don't know if, if you understand what i i don't yeah. try to say um i think uh, i would love to go there and just um you know take in street the streets and, and anyway you're coming to the some... UK
0: later this year and uh you know there's cameras on every street corner and above every doorway in the UK <laughs> I mean yeah, yes. you, you just you can't walk down the street in this country without being caught on tons of cameras so
4: and you're not the EU anymore so there is no GDPR so. uh, well actually well <laughs>
0: no. there, there, there is actually because <laughs> yeah. we we, we may have technically left the EU but we've still got a lot of European law and GDPR is definitely one of them but, yeah I um, think
4: I, I think there's still a lot of confusion in the uk what is uh fair game and what is not because yeah uh, <laughs> so many I think a friend. lot of a lot of people <laughs> just shoot away and they're not aware that it's actually yeah
0: i think uh, i wouldn't know what exactly precisely what the law was in the uk uh, i i sort of run, run on the basis if, if you're in the street if you're in a public area then you're fair game if you're in a private yeah, area the, then
2: the way then... it works is if if i'm if you're on public land public thoroughfare like mm-hmm. on a street you can photograph anything you can see. Um, and you can pub- uh, put it on your website. You can uh, stick it anywhere. What you can't do is use it in an advert or use it on a product. Mm. Um, if you want to make a book and sell it, um, then and then you're showing someone's likeness, that's when you start to get into that gray area. Ideally, you're meant to ask permission and then get them to sign a release form, um, which is always easy and straightforward. Um, And so, if you're out on the street, you can generally shoot whenever you want.
1: Um, I think what sometimes gets confusing is places like Euston, they're privately owned, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, I was like, you know, a public place that you could just take photos and apparently you can't because it's a privately owned.
2: Yeah, they're called public-private realms. I once got into an Mm -hmm. argument with a security guard outside London Bridge Station because there's a press (laughs) building there. Mm. and I, I mean, I literally overstepped on, there's a, a line on the pavement and I stood there and I took a picture, he came out in an enormous <laughs> argument. And then I stepped back literally like two inches over the line and carried on taking
3: photographs,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we could do, but yeah, we, we've got these gray areas now. So I think if in doubt, especially like if you go into a shopping mall or a sort of area that seems to be gated or covered, you're, you're meant to ask the permission of the owner.
4: Um,
1: I mean, or, I, or, or, I, alternatively, take your own can of spray paint and just spray a <laughs> line.
4: <laughs> I, I, I I do understand where the laws come from, and I appreciate that they protect, like my children, my family, and so on. And there is also the um, the right to do art ha- is uh, has a very high priority in the German constitution. Yeah. So the freedom of art is we're very well protected, and the problem is that you know privacy or the the in Germany it's called the right to showing your own likeness mm-hmm. so basically whenever someone takes a picture of you you have a say in what happens with these yeah. pictures and I think find especially in the it's unpractical in some way but it's on the other hand gives you a lot of rights uh, so that people cannot use your likeness for stuff that you don't agree to and uh, but then again the the um, the priority of, um, you know, the, the the freedom of arts grants artists who don't, you know, just make a profit off your likeness a lot of rights. So it's a balance that when it comes to uh, court uh, rulings, they really try to balance the freedom of arts with, um, you know, the privacy laws. And it's not an easy, uh, uh, um, you know, an easy stream to navigate. So, so how um, does this impact you?
0: I mean, we've talked about how it impacts your Instagram feed, right? So for listeners yes. that uh, are listening to the show and, li- and looking at your Instagram feed, clearly the, there's, there's an impact there. Do you feel it is uh, an artistic constraint on you? Do you feel it, it interferes with your journey you know, uh, in photography and you know, the, the evolution of your own
4: style? Yes, I think so. I think so, and it's 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 sad because I I I'd love to document things that I see, you know, street scenes and so on, uh, but uh, there is um, freedom to take photos of people who happen to be in a scene but are not subject of the mm-hmm. photo, um, but that's not documenting street life. That's not document like if, even if you go to like a, a market uh, that happens to be in a town. Uh, and you just want to document it and and if it if you do it for you know your private collection, that's not such a problem, but publishing stuff and instagram is publishing things. that's where the trouble starts and and then I feel like um uh, I don't want to expose myself to this discussion with people if I just because uh, I think street scenes are just genuine if you, Take a photo, and even then, you can approach people and say, "I took your photo. Are you all right with me taking your photo?" But you know, t- telling them, "Oh, I would like to take your photo," takes out the the the. Um, I don't know Anna, the, the, we need to help this guy
0: out right he's coming over here on a holiday in the summer and I think we need the annual mystery treatment of we're going to take you out and we're going to make you go up to strangers and that, that thing that you do so well with all of us and I'm sure you'll tell us all about it when you come off mute in just a second
4: and yeah this is by the way before he before he tells <laughs> us uh, that is a very good uh, point to plug the photo walk on the 12th of August in Oxford Okay, carry on. Uh, well,
2: no, I was going to ask, actually, you, again, uh, Christian, the area where you live. Uh, I mean, do you have, in terms of your own photographic community and friends and people who like to take photographs, how many of you are there? Can you meet up and photograph each other and have portrait days where you just apply pl- your craft? You know, if there's four or five of you, make a portrait day of it, take turns, because it's a really good way. Then you're in, you're with people. You know it's easy, and you can just... So get to work
4: yeah that that does happen not very often because i feel like the especially film photo community is not that big where where i live Uh, yeah that's partly one of the reasons there's no community darkroom and so on Uh, that's one of the reasons why i find it a little bit tedious to you know shoot film at the moment because it would be much more fun to just, you know, develop them together. And, you know, like Rachel does with her, with her patrons. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's,
1: yeah, it it is such a part of it though, isn't it? That community of, of like inspiration as well, like those conversations that help you form your style or help you tweak your style. Maybe You, you go in with one sort of like feeling about your work and then of course we're all influenced by each other anyway but it can it can be a positive thing rather than always being seen as a negative thing you know that yeah. can be a really positive kind of like thing I like I like what I was saying you know that um those opportunities to to be just sort of like in a space with other people especially when you've got quite restrictive laws where you are you know when when you have those opportunities we won't be able to stop christian taking photos of all of us It's just going to be like (laughs) (laughs) i
2: I think the other thing is to change your sort of mindset as well um so i uh, over the past couple of years i've been doing a lot of interior photography for these sort of very posh property Mm -hmm. companies and Trying to find an approach that doesn't feel like you're just a standard um, estate agent with an 18 mil lens trying to make a tiny room look enormous, and you know everything's perfectly lit to create mm-hmm. real character in these spaces and to give them gravitas. There's there's a photographer called Paul Rayside, R A E S I D E, and I listened to him in a podcast one day. Didn't know who he was, but he's been in the game for years. But he makes his money shooting just. Gorgeous interiors, but his approach is quite simply what what I would say is he takes portraits of interiors.
4: But that's very very funny that you that you say this because uh, observing Rachel's uh, work and then hearing you say that and then if I think about my work, one of the things that I like is trying to be as genuine as possible. I mean, I do shoot black and white very often. I sometimes shoot very wide, uh, but. And most of the time I try to just use the light that's there and, and maybe use the odd uh, ND filter or graduated ND filter. But um, as with Rachel, I, I don't love to fiddle in post-production yeah. until something works somehow. But yeah, I, I have something in mind I should. And a lot of my uh, recent shots are just shot with a phone so, all the Berlin shots that are on my Instagram are shot with a with a normal phone and actually just processed on the phone with google photos and uh yeah so so uh, I think I feel like sometimes the the a lot of film shooters try to go for you know genuine looks even though you have the character of the film mm-hmm. but to me that's still sort of like um there is some purity in there. Don't know if that sounds cheesy or not, but it's- no, it's it's yeah, it's
2: it's that you that when you put shots side by side, some just sing more than others, and there's always a reason for that. And um, I, I I I feel bad that you know you're in a place where you can't go out and just shoot people because that is a big restriction, and then it forces you to sort of work around it. But again, whichever way you work around it, it doesn't change the fact that you want to shoot people. So it'll be great for you to come over here, and I hope I do hope we can meet for a start but I mean I, mean, I, I just think you know, going back to your style I think I think there's something you know again part of it's the subject matter but all, it's also your approach I think there's something very meditative
3: mm. about
2: what you capture mm. and it's lovely when I look at these forest scenes and the, the I like those are receding off into the distance in black and white I think they're beautiful and then you've got some shots in color just of a, and it, again it goes back to that portrait thing just moments of whether it's a tree or something and it's just all about the light and you know the way the light is capturing that tree and that tree suddenly has a personality that tree trunk or those singular moments are suddenly brought to life with depth um and that's I, i've been trying to do that myself because sometimes i have days when i'm just not feeling the street portraits. i don't, don't want to speak to a single person i'll deliberately go the other way i will find the most mundane objects and just try <laughs> and take beautiful shots of everyday things and see if I can make them more than the sum of their parts, if that makes sense. Just sort of yeah. apply a portrait eye to it, wait for the right light, and
0: all that stuff. Um,
1: Anything that doesn't move or talk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: seagulls, I know. That's what you want. Seagulls, mate. Yeah. Oh, Plenty of seagulls down your way. <laughs> seagulls are cheap. All you want to do is go out, and buy like, a bag of chips. A bag of chips, like, and they... yeah, and then and then just uh, you'll have loads of seagulls to photograph. It'll be fine. No, I love... <laughs> Cool. okay all right well I t- listen um uh thank you ever so much Christian uh um I'm uh, uh yeah it's, it's really uh, uh it's, it's really really insightful thank you for sharing um uh next up then is Claire
3: me <laughs>
0: yeah oh yeah it's your turn Claire we're um, all gonna have a go so uh so, so it's not yeah,
3: like yeah I was thinking like Rachel about style I'm not sure I think I suppose mine are um I work with staging staging shoots so I was thinking that for a start a lot of mine they're not natural um they're not naturalistic so I'm kind of maybe the opposite of, of 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 Christian in some ways so they're not naturalistic and I think at times as well I'm not pretending or trying to pretend that they're set necessarily in the real world not all of them but some of them and I think that I um through the shots as well, I think I express sort of ideas and emotions and atmospheres through that. Um, and I think that when I think of my work, I suppose it's visually oriented in um, classic and the visual grammar of cinema, I think. And so there's a subtext to some of them, I think. And I put here some like um, sometimes it's a bit horror, sometimes it's noir. Um, sometimes it's folky, sometimes it's like, I don't know, vampy woman. So there's like that subtext through some of the work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether I sometimes I think I prior, prioritise, excuse me, um, at times a visual experience maybe over, over a narrative, not always, but sometimes. So I use a lot of sets, you know, I construct my sets, lighting. Sometimes I've used smoke, Um things
0: like that so I that suppose that's the way i work <laughs> <laughs> it is so that's i mean it's really that's a really good sort of yeah really good insight into the to the way that, that it works so i'm per- personally i'm looking at your website right now oh, and I can, the see, website, right? I can Doesn't see i can see all on the
3: website yeah all of that I'm... well
0: sorry i mean we can look at instagram no, no, as, as well yeah. so you're claire marie bailey interview. on instagram aren't you for listeners yeah. that want to, to tune in and dial into yeah. this stuff and then uh you are also clairemariebailey.com
3: yeah
0: um so uh and yeah you know, everything that you've just said uh, uh by way mm. of a, an introduction i totally feel that about your work as well yeah. so you i know, uh, uh i the the word that i i i usually sort of latch on into in my brain um when i think of your work is is conceptual right because mm-hmm. you you so often are it's 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 thought through, as she yeah. said, and it's stage mm-hmm. and it's de- it's developed. And I know mm-hmm. because, yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast and off the podcast over the years yeah. as well, that you do put a huge amount of effort into the concepts, mm-hmm. into the preparation. And, and sometimes you'll have a shot that's in your head for a very long time indeed before you actually yeah. get to, to yeah. make it happen and and things like that. So and then we also talk at times, of course, about your influences as well. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, for me, that that. Contributes to what I consider in you is, is to be, you know, uh, a strong sense of style and a strong style that that pervades your work. Is it is that something? Are you comfortable with that, or are you? Because I know you're 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 a great explorer as well in the images mm-hmm. that you make. You, know, you 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 really do. You know, you'd like to explore new things and you, you like to challenge yourself and 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 I think sometimes the yeah. viewers of your photos as well.
3: Yeah. I think that I do spend a lot of time in my head in that I've always said this in the planning. So, for instance, I'm at that point now, I've been planning something for for a couple of months now before I go and shoot and thinking of it up and working it all out and locations and what I I want to look for, which is the drone project and the light painting project. Um, It's interesting, though, because thinking back to what uh, Christian said and um, sort of wanting... Um, more people you know the 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 situation he's in where with the the laws in Germany which I had no idea um, that they would limit you like that and also living in an area where maybe um, there's not that many people around if he's quite rural Um, it's funny because the way I started was almost the opposite of that which was well I started actually documenting the characters of my hometown and that's something that is still interesting me and I've got another project lined up with something, with uh, not using myself, but um, it was interesting. I avoided that initially because um, I remember a man that I knew years ago who was a photographer and I remember it sounded really stressful, he'd done a load of work and he had an exhibition and everything and then there was a bit of a wrangle tangle with the models that he he used for the shoots. He used a lot of models. For his work and um, it became quite it's just sounded horribly politi- political and tense and they were claiming it was their work and it was all that kind of stuff and i remember thinking oh do you know what it's like i want to avoid anything like that <laughs> and so i think you know when you work with people i suppose you have to be um i don't know considered i suppose i don't know which i suppose maybe uh, anil will say um making sure maybe you always get like model release forms signed you know being respectful obviously hoping people like the work but um also making sure they sign model release forms as well so that you don't get into any bother down the road i think if that you know,
2: i think with work like yours it's it's incredibly important to get the release forms because i yeah. think this is not everyday photography i mean I, i've written some thoughts about your work i mean it's very much about very cinematic your work you know i think of the work of uh jodorowsky the films like yeah, i love him and, <laughs> Topo and david lynch but even like the early swedish film hacks the witchcraft film mm. but the, your work it, you if anything your work reminds me of cindy sherman the photographer who the female photographer who dresses up as all sorts of characters photographs herself in lots of different personas mm. so puts herself into different realities yeah but i think this 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 world of this world you've created really comes to life interestingly in an instagram feed when you're seeing all the shots together because they start to feel like frames from a film like a sequence yeah even though they're not so the layout of instagram really helps to tell the story of your your work and your style
3: mm.
2: and um it's just i i think you what what I see is just just really, really beautifully constructed things, because, you, you know, it's, it's obviously there's a lot of psychedelia going on. Mm. It's witchy. There are lots of horror tropes in there. Mm. Uh, and there's that sense of the sort of 60s, you know, freaked out film shot in a desert in L.A. somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. whilst everyone was on acid. There's a touch of Easy Rider in everything.
0: Uh, there's an interesting um uh, element that, you know to to the the experience that you just talked about about your friend who was a photographer is yeah. that, uh, and i think you know it's it, it is that has that been a again like christian had his external factors that are an influence on his style is that that was i think you were saying there, that, that was a, a, in, at least early on that was a, a significant influence on you and trying to avoid getting into that situation. That, was that, that what led re- you to, be, to to self-portraiture primarily?
3: Yeah, it was. It was exactly that because um, when I... So we're going back to about 2007 and I was shooting digitally, digitally, excuse me. And I think I've said this before, for me, probably lack of skills or I didn't have a very good camera. It was cold and it had that, you know, it was sharp and it was it wasn't what i was looking for so i went back to film because i'd done some film in school in a dark room after school and then i thought yeah this is the sort of feel that i'm looking for but certainly at that point i think to be honest i wasn't even sure what i wanted to shoot i had some ideas and it was more i suppose at that time i think i was thinking more into i suppose you'd call it a more lifestyle you know thinking about people in i don't know <laughs> more lifestyle shots But that really put me off hearing all that. And then I think a couple of times, I've said this before, you know, people can let you, you know, if I'm enthusiastic about a shoot and everyone agrees, okay, I'll meet you here at this time, then you're depending on other people and you might get a text or, you know, I'm a bit tired today or something. So that's how I I started with um, self-portraiture, really, and I've just sort of carried on. Yeah.
4: I'm wondering, Claire, you, um, when you when I look at your images, uh, a lot of them have certain color casts and so on. Do you um, just rely on the in- instant film characteristics or do you often use like filters or gels or something like that? Um,
3: most of them, it's the film stock and lights. Um, so a lot of it's instant. There's 35 million there as well. And way, way back, there's medium format film. But... Um, yeah, most of it is just—it's just the combination of the, the 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 light, you know, the natural light, quite a lot of it sometimes, as well as maybe artificial lights, and then um, the the colours that I choose, the costumes and stuff like that. Sometimes I've used um, some gels, but mostly it's it's not. It's it's just the film. Sometimes I do. I yeah. guess. I
0: guess the, um, the 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 concept is what drives it. I I, I suppose. It, well, I, you you tell me. But I, I feel that you know when you are using lighting, and we you know I can see you know mm. shots of yours. And sometimes you, sometimes you you clearly are using artificial light. Sometimes you're using things like yeah. window light that you've put a coloured drape yeah. over or something oh, like yeah. that to set set a tone and a, you know for a scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that all feels to me very integral though it's not like you thought about the lighting afterwards it feels like it's an integral oh, no, no. part of the and concept
3: I, yeah and i love working with color so i love color and so i love thinking up the colors so maybe mike what i'm going to wear and the color and where it's going to be set and if there's going to be any props and what color they're going to be i love working color so say i'm just thinking now i'm looking at rachel <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so say I was going to do something with Rachel, me and Rachel, I was thinking, I thought up a scenario, I would love that working out, okay, what's Rachel going to be, what I'm going to be, where we're we going to be set, and what we're we going to wear, and, you know, and the colour, the colour, yeah, I love doing all the sets, the sort of, I suppose, like the designing, all the, the whole the art
2: pattern. direction, the whole vision. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what I really like about your work, I think, is ultimately it's almost as if you've decided reality sucks. So I'm going <laughs> to cre- create my own, own world and escape. Yeah. And these, these are, this is the world I've made and I exist in it. No one else does. And it's mine alone. And it's great. Mm. You know, so it's drawn from influences, from things you like, but it's got your own thing going on, of course. And um, yeah. it's, it's the, when they're all placed together, such a, they become so much more powerful. Um, together as a a, a set yeah it's a strange connection but they're just sort of um, it's almost like this little girl who's grown up and as uh, from playing with dolls the the equipment has become a camera and Mm -hmm. suddenly you've got all these grown-up toys but you're carrying on with that that innocent imagination but it's, it's grown if that makes sense and you've absorbed other things around you that you like and that entered into your sort of fantasy world and you are carrying on with it so it's 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 pulled off so well mm. um, it's lovely
3: thank you, Anil. <laughs> you know,
2: it really is you know in terms of style it really has a style you know it's got a very distinct a very bold style and a lot of the time you know I could look at this if I had my cynics hat on I could go okay I'll look at this and go oh god, it's easy to do a shot like that you just find some you know Lomo film and you know Uh, chuck it in a sink for a minute, take it out let it dry, chuck it in your camera, then, you know, get a few light leaks in and blah, blah, blah. But it actually doesn't work that way, as you well know, because you've just said that. You you need to construct these shots. Mm -hmm. It's about the colour, it's about the location, it's about the lighting. So there's, you can, when you actually sit and look at an individual shot, a Mm -hmm. hell of a lot of work goes into this stuff. You know, so you have approached it like an art director, Uh, like a cinematographer, like a director.
3: Mm -hmm. It's worth sorry no It's it and i get used to as you as you do don't you so i get used to knowing what film stock how it's going to be in yeah. the different light situations and how the color if i'm depending on what colors i'm working with how it's going to translate onto that onto that film stock so i have an idea sometimes on some sets you know what i'm going to get before i begin if that makes sense yeah yeah right yeah. i'm um, um, oh, sorry
2: I can see why there's interest from the the music world for your your work. Mm. Because it very much suits. You know, I I think this is the wor- a world a lot of people born you know in the last twenty or thirty years would love to be a part of. It's an analog world that they were never a part of. You know, we were yeah. uh, all of yeah. us here or have been a part of this reality we remember it from our childhood from our childhood photos the films we saw blah 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 but there's a whole generation including my kids this is so just untouchable for them so this is pure escapism for them you know and
1: and nostalgia for us as well i think which is really really lovely you kind of get both aspects don't you i was um i was just going to ask uh claire obviously you've over the you know past Years you've developed this very, very distinct, beautiful style. And I was just wondering about um, where you see that going. Are you happy to keep the style as it is? Do you do you ever think, oh, th- what's next, you know, with, with my style and how it's going to grow?
3: I think, I don't know. I, I suppose you always have your own, all of us, won't we? Whatever we do, we'll have our own kind of signature on it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can't keep doing the same thing all the time. So, for instance, I'm working, but it'll still be my style, I suppose. Just like it, if you if, if you changed direction, so I might want to do my drone project shortly, and my light like painting. So, and that's with medium format. So, although there's changes and, and differences, I suppose it's still going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, my fingerprints on it because yeah. I suppose we could all get all of us on here all, all of us on this call we could have be given all the same brief and the same tools and the same film stock couldn't we and um, wow. to go and do the shoot but probably it would all end up because oh, it's so doing different. it without with our fingerprints on it yeah. and and I do still like the idea of um you know where I began the art uh, that the, the character the characters that Outside of characters that interests me so um and i really like old people as well it's not by, by what i mean yeah, is oh yeah. don't let's be careful I'm not what i mean is like say um people it may be in the 80s plus as well i like those so i'm thinking of some projects like that well i have got one in mind <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to very christian S-
4: sorry I just wanted to sort of pick up on something that Anil said about uh, your images um, uh, that people think they might be easy to replicate. And I think, they, as Anil said, I, I don't think they are. And uh, it's with uh, like with all skills. If uh, someone masters a skill, uh, what they do looks easy to the outsiders, even though it's really, really hard. And yeah. people who don't master the skill make easy things look very difficult and yeah. and um, that's what i see when i look at your images you really mastered this sort of photography mm. and uh the, the 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 attention to detail is something that i find very attractive
2: mm. i i think what would really and you you've, you've you've said it yourself already um is claire is that i've just pulled together a really airtight um uh, i was gonna say call sheet um um disclaimer sheet oh, what do you call them i, I can have a I've been in this industry for bloody decades
3: <laughs> you mean a model uh, release
2: a model release a release form thank you oh, yeah yeah and really airtight release form and you know so that you can start working with other people and build out your vision and yeah. make yeah. it grow and just find a few people yeah. locally who're happy to work happy to work with you the visual artist whether it's on still images whether it's on you know moving picture stuff as well I love your film yeah. stuff uh, shot mm. stuff as well which is wonderful mm. and because then you'll be you, again it it gives you full control you're not then having to worry about oh this person might then just you know wreck everything and have a go at me afterwards and it will end up in court because it won't happen. Because if you have a model release and it's properly signed, um, then you're, you're covered. And it's just, you can slowly build your sort of team, if you like, your crew yeah. of people who are happy to work with you and sort of become a part of that world as well. Because yeah. I think that will, that will be the next stage of expanding your vision now and starting to become that, that bigger in terms mm. of the, the, the scope of what you're doing, the scale yeah. of those projects.
3: No, I agree. And I, I mean, the way I work anyways, if I shoot photos of other people, I tend to, you know, it's like yourself, isn't it? You put yourself in that situation. I'd always say, you know, you're happy with this picture. I really like, these are the pictures. I really like this one or these. Would you be happy if I posted mm-hmm. them on Instagram and all that? And so usually people will say, oh, yes, or whatever. But I like to ask. But but then there's a fine line, isn't there? If you've invested quite a bit of your time and money and all the rest yeah. of it on a photo shoot, and you think, oh, the work is, is, is you're happy with the work, but then you've got, a person or a model turning around, and saying, "Well, I don't want any of because it's happened to someone I know." This is yeah. where you have to get, I think, model release forms because it doesn't mean that you're. It's not like you're exploiting them. You've been very respectful, but ultimately, you can't invest time and money and have people at the end say, "Well, actually, I don't want them." My, those pictures going on. It's a fine line, isn't it, Anil? I don't yeah, know.
2: I mean, like, when we met and I just dis- we we had the t- discussions a while, didn't we, um, on the phone about all this stuff? But when I did my pub portrait project, I.
3: I photographed
2: 47 people over the space of a day in a pub, and they were total strangers. But I put a proper release form that they had to sign before they got in front of the camera, which made sure that it was clear that all the images were my copyright. Um, I would give them in return a free copy of the image uh, with which they could uh, do what they wanted. They could credit me if they wanted to. Uh, but at the end of the day, they, those pictures of mine to exploit. I wasn't going to, you know, so because the point was, I've, I've shot so many street portraits over the years and I can't really do much with them. They can sit on my Insta feed. Yeah. I don't think I could legally publish them in, in a book uh, because I haven't had a model release. And you end up in this grey area, which becomes really annoying. I spoke to some really high-end professional photographers and they've said, you know what, just do it. If people... If you if your heart's in the right place, you're not exploiting anyone. Then, if it's done in the right spirit, if someone kicks off, yeah, it, it can be a problem. It can be one person that can wreck a project. And I totally know where you're coming from, Claire.
1: And it's suppose also yeah. things like competitions and that kind of thing, and it pre- can prevent yeah. people from putting their work yeah. out there or submitting stuff because because there's so much vagueness around around what can or cannot be you know sort of used or mm-hmm. or you know in terms of the actual making or taking of that image, then, you know, a year, nine months later or what have you, when it's like, oh, this is a perfect image for submitting to that and I shot it on the street. And but there's no way you'll ever be able to find exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I've been there.
2: I've been um, there so many times.
1: And, and yeah, and so there's so much that would be amazing or, that you know, that you can't then use for whatever way. And, of course, it, I don't know, it's just it can be quite a difficult, difficult mm-hmm. thing to to deal with, can't it? As, as photographers, things we need to be aware of. Um, I, I just wanted to uh, quickly mention, you know, when you mentioned, Claire, about us all being given the same,
4: uh, brief. same
1: brief, yeah, mm-hmm. the same brief, the same film stock, the same camera, mm-hmm. and I think this came up in the conversation that I was listening to that you had with Nick um, last time um and he was saying you know like all those influences from other people and that everything ends up looking the same and i i come from the opposite perspective on that um to that argument which is like we all literally see everything in a completely unique way like claire you see it in claire's vision do you see in your vision yeah. and and so you can literally have all the exact same elements of of a of a, a situation or a circumstance and the same tools and every single person will will create something different from it um and it was something that i always taught um you know when when i was teaching people how to students how to edit film you know together and i would have the same rushes that were literally the exact same rushes and put them in an edit suite and they would come out with 26 different versions of this you know, of this um, scene. And, but, and I think, isn't that amazing, you
4: know? Yeah, and that's that's like this witness account effect that you have. Mm. You can have like 10 witnesses seeing the exact same thing and mm. everyone will definitely say yeah. something different. And, mm. and mm. yeah, so that's perception is. is a curious thing, I think.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess that's the thing as well, you know, for listeners mm. thinking about their own style and and perhaps sometimes... When you're feeling you know like you're not confident in what you're doing or you feel like everybody else's is just better than yours or whatever it's but you you are all unique right i know this sounds dead cheesy but we are and we do have our own unique style no matter what that is yeah. if it and i guess it's just trying to become more comfortable this is what i'm trying to do: become more comfortable with going oh this is actually what i naturally am drawn to or naturally how i shoot and i should lean into that really i guess
3: you know and i think everybody has self-doubt i think yeah everybody um goes through it yeah different different peaks and troughs isn't it i guess yeah yeah cool
0: Cool. all right thank you very much claire um uh it's uh i it's it's been really interesting to hear the conversation around it and hear some of the influences on your style and things like that i think you know i think we all have our own distinct styles but i think you know the uh, ever since i, I i've seen others maybe their styles evolve uh in uh, or or exploring different things and your your style has uh, i always think if it, I, I, the first time i ever saw your work i thought oh that's a strong style so yes i can see how it's evolved over time but it's uh, it's always interesting to understand how you get to that point especially seeing as it took me such a long time to get any idea of it um christian listeners where? christian has just put in the in the chat mm-hmm. here in our exactly. little google meeting <laughs> that it says that i'm not allowed to get away uh, with not without being reviewed by Annal. That that's not my intent. Uh, although I appreciate that this is this is longer than uh, the current <laughs> average of the Sunny Sixteen podcast.
4: Um, so, yeah. so so maybe if you allow, I'll take over because maybe it. it's strange strange for you to introduce yourself um, <laughs> <laughs> now because uh, I think the I've seen a number of your images uh, mm. online and one of the. Um, uh, the, your zine smithereens which I uh, uh, I was happy, uh, lucky enough to get a copy of um, mm. I really like. it still liked got some because... for sale <laughs> yeah so go for it it's a very <laughs> good zine where
1: do we find you aid? tell everybody where we're looking
0: ah uh, well there, there's a story behind that for today so um, I've never um, had a website for my own photography until literally this morning <laughs> I it was <laughs> yeah. it was developed last night um, and uh, it went live this morning uh, so for the first time ever uh, in my 15 year photography mm. journey uh, and it really is 15 years this year it's almost 15 years to the day since I bought my first so-called serious camera and really got hooked on photography um yeah I am now Adrianstock.com. I got my own name on the internet and everything.
4: And it's a really good website, actually. It, uh, if you look at eight uh, at zine smithereens mm-hmm. and look at the website, there is uh, very much the same style on the website like there is in the zine. And uh, before we let Enel review um, your images, one of the things that I feel is that you're very much into the look of what you take the photo of uh, and and, and with that I mean the look of the final photo so it's not like you pick a subject just shoot away but you it seems to me like you you um you basically zone in on a certain style and try to shoot whatever gets in front of your lens in that style and it doesn't really doesn't really matter so much how you how you um I don't know uh, the the theme is if you look at smithereens, it's not it's a little bit erratic but the style is the same and that's what I like about the zine it's a very genuine uh, um uh, story in there because you take pick scenes from your everyday life as far as I can tell and uh yeah mm. so I love these uh, these images and I highly recommend everyone looking uh, to look at Adrian's website and get the zine he still has copies contacting people
0: yeah please do yeah contact me i haven't uh there's a contact on the on the website the so so it's very kind of you to say so i mean one of the reasons they look similar is that part of the content on the website is absolutely the spreads from the zine right so there's yeah so yeah you you can shoot once and reuse many times right yeah um uh everything's an addition um, so the the is it yeah interesting you say that I'm sh- I'm shooting my everyday life but I have a, a look for it I think that's possibly possibly quite insightful um, I haven't really thought about it like that but well I, I it I only really started to feel in any shape or form that I might have had an emerging style about a year ago when I put that zine together. Um and so that was well over a decade into my mm-hmm. photography journey. Um yeah that that I suddenly thought and I have had I've done loads of stuff I love to take portraits i love to do street photography i like to do what i call urban landscapes which are, are yeah. not uh, which are about people interacting with a built-up landscape rather than anything else yeah. i love the sea i love you know, i love taking family shots um yeah and stuff like that and um, and over time i've experimented with loads of different types of film um loads of different apps on phones to really mm-hmm. kill some pixels uh, I've experimented with aspect ratio, with printing versus you know seeing things on a, on a screen or whatever, um, and I didn't really ever feel that I, I enjoyed the exploration. Don't get me wrong, but I never really felt until quite recently that I might have had an emerging style.
4: I th- you, you strike me as you strike me as a lo-fi guy, very yeah. much in terms mm-hmm. of image style.
1: What what changed, Aid?
4: That's a good question.
0: Um, I, I blame Jeremiah for a lot of this stuff, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah Chechik, who I do the future of photography with, because he started sort of you know nudging me a bit in a nice mm. way. You say like, we never see any of your stuff, Adrian. Why don't you do something? Yeah, what are you gonna? And and, and I think. Was the positive
1: influence yeah i think
0: it was new year 2022 so so as we record this a little over a year ago that he started saying things like so what are you going to do this year when we get yeah, and started saying it you know you need to do something and that gave me just a little bit of fun if i needed to do that zine but as to what changed I think th- there's there's a small collection of photos or, or or two or three collections of photos. And some of them are from right back when I was starting, sort of 2010, 2011. Mm. That I, can't, I, ev- I can't ever get out of my mind. And I look back at them every now and again. And I think that is some of my favourite work. I don't know whether it's my best work. Other people will judge that, of course. Uh, and, but I, some, some of my favourite work that I've produced comes from 2010, 2011, 2012. Um, and some of that I've put on the website, even though it's over a decade old at this point, because I like well, it.
3: Which which work is it? Because I'm I'm looking at um, the bit the body of work on your website called A Walk Across Town.
0: Yes, so, that was 2010, I think. Okay, might, so or some it might have been 2011. Yeah. I forget.
3: And some of it, um, it, it's it's just what you said earlier about um taking pictures of people interact some of it is people interacting with uh with their environment and there's quite a, like a it's um quite voyeuristic isn't it you know you've captured people in those kind of um little moments in between <laughs> oh, um but it's making me want to go right back i haven't been to london for a while it's making me want to go to london looking <laughs> at it
0: go up that london
3: yeah, and it's got a lovely, lovely color,
0: color, lovely colors as well. I, I was playing uh, with colors at that point. You know, really, really strong colors. Um, and and play was it. I was having fun. And maybe that's part of the thing that draws it is, it, you know, draws it together. Is maybe some of those images. I was, I was being my most playful and exploratory, and not being felt like I had to do anything mm. particular. Your work to me feels.
2: 90s do you know what i mean by that so (laughs) so when i worked in tv in the 90s i worked for nickelodeon and paramount they're part of viacom mtv was a part of viacom and back then uh the whole point of mtv was to literally just fuck with your videotapes i mean literally the the producers would have their create their video masters and they would run a magnet across and they wanted things to be all messed up and mashed up and it was that first sort of time that tv was trying not to be neat and grunge was in the air and everyone yeah. was trying to fuck with the, the visuals um and i when i look at what's interesting you sent me this link today for this site and firstly i think it's, it's just a fantastic piece of graphic design this website is big and brash and bold and it's right in your face and it really suits your your visuals but i think your style is this sort of it's almost as if someone's grabbed a camera for the first time and started just playing with it and to see what they can get and they're close to things they're far away and they're blurred and if anything i I actually think your visual style it touches on the cinematic as well it's quite close Mm -hmm. to some of the things that um claire is doing as well so my favorite piece is the smithereens yeah Um, looking at that there's that one Mm -hmm. shot where you've got hang on let me come to it it's the oh gosh my website it's the close-up of the cat's eyes and the oh, girl, yeah the dress. stunning yeah. It, and it's I think you do a lot of juxtaposition which I've yeah. noticed which works really well and I think that's a part of you that is just I get a sense that this is someone who's just learning to explore imagery and that is almost the point of your work if that makes mm-hmm. sense I mm-hmm. don't think you know what your voice is yet and I don't think you, mm-hmm. you have a particular voice but you're enjoying the journey mm-hmm. um and I, I it's it's just lovely the the sort of hard crunchy black and white makes me think of daido moriyama's work mm. um, wow <laughs> yeah but also it's very cinematic so the the deliberately grainy there's a shot of the back of someone there's a dog running off into the distance mm. it's really blurry but it works so well and it's that thing of again that's what the 90s was so good at in that pre-HD world film was still being used but we were starting to use video but it wasn't great and everything was messing about and trying things out and crash zooming in on things and pushing the limits in your edit suite and playing with the gamma levels and I'm getting a lot of that you know I could almost hear all this stuff. I can hear crunchy video static playing behind all this, yeah. uh, which is quite interesting. Interesting. interestingly, I think I've seen some of your work in print, but seeing it on the screen like this, where you've got mm-hmm. the luma of the, the TV screen pushing out the whites, I really prefer it on a screen. Mm-hmm. Do you? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's weird. Whereas yeah. normal photography is, you know, you, it's nice seeing it physically in print, but the, the, the harsh black and white you've got works so well on the TV screen.
4: Yeah, I, I agree I, with Anil because I have the zine and it's really good, and it's another experience on the screen. It's absolutely true.
2: The light pushes out the white. You know, there's a the shot you've got the star-shaped sculpture sitting on the grass yeah. because of the luma of the TV pushing it. Literally pushes light through that. It looks incredible. I,
3: I, I, I agree with everything Anil said there as well. And I it is very 90s, Anil. I think you're, you're, you're right. Because I was just thinking, and I love the juxtaposition of your of a, a lot of the pictures. And I, I'm looking at one now from the smithereens. I think it's you've put them, um, is it like fight? It says fight power, but I think I'm sure it's going to, you've taken it fight power, and then the, there's the girl with a mask. Has she got like a,
4: what's she it holding? It looks like a gun, doesn't it? Then, yeah. Like a...
0: so, that, so the... I mean, the... the... Yeah, interesting. So, so the the book is is "Fight the Power" by Chuck D, All right? Um, and and the the girl is my wife, Emma. Um, and we were on a a ride at Disneyland Paris. Um, and and there's there's one of these rides where you sit in a car and you have to go around and shoot ah. stuff with light guns. And so what she's doing is she's ah. shooting aliens, I think, or something like that. <laughs>
3: But that could be like from Vice magazine, and it'll from the nineties. or yeah,
0: something. yeah, it's
2: got yeah. that. Feel. What was yeah. It was the designer David Carson who wrote that. book, mm-hmm. the, end of, the end of print, a really famous graphic design book that does mm-hmm. find that grungy style of print where mm-hmm. you know you through a photocopier again and again, and you messed around with stuff, and it mm-hmm. it, it sort of killed the clean crispness of graphic design, and it was mm-hmm. you know the height of the nineties uh, before it started to get techy. and. Uh, mm-hmm you know more seduced by computers yeah of, uh, that that crossover point where we still had those old analog skills but we we're starting to use analog mm-hmm. tape just about pre-digital that's
0: really um, really interesting what you guys are all saying i mean for, for the, the smithereens scene that was absolutely the intent the creative intent was because uh, I'm of an age where that's you know yeah you, know, you would go to gigs and, and 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 flyers and zines would have been photocopied right that's how yeah. people did things in those yes. days. Yes. Right and so I thought to myself yeah when I, when I when I decided as I say slightly nudged by Jeremiah that I was going to do a zine as the thing that I would do. <laughs> um I, it was plainly obvious to me what a zine looks like. <laughs> yeah you went punk and skate in the classic zine way didn't you yeah yeah that's it yes yeah. that's that's what zine means to me and i know that the, the zine isn't a single genre anymore any you know there, there's so many different ways to make a zine and that's awesome i mean the 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 rise of of digital self-publishing um yeah. uh, or digitally enabled self-publishing in print i should probably just be a bit more specific I think it's a fantastic yeah. thing in the same way that you know smartphones have democratized photography you know because everybody now has a camera I think mm-hmm. you know if it for those that are minded to um it's incredibly easy to create and uh, well technically it's incredibly easy to create and print your own zine or, or any kind of book um but for me, zine meant a specific thing because that's what it was. And you know, friends who who would be doing you know posters for gigs or whatever, and 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 things like that. And it's you know, and so so when I wanted to do a zine, that's what the zine was going to look like. But I don't. I felt that that was in keeping with the, the the imagery i wanted to work, to to make so so yes i've thrown this this website up rather quickly but that's just the technical process right actually it's taken 15 years and the 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 images i've chosen for it some of them being over 10 years old but that i feel mm-hmm. that that is that, that was looking back from a point of where maybe for a year i've had some idea what my imagery mm-hmm. looks like Mm. um I go back and I see the seeds of that in yeah. those images and I've chosen because those are the images I've chosen to include on the website as well mm. So. Mm.
3: but that 90s going back to that 90s aesthetic as well as soon as he said that anil I, I yeah. thought to myself oh yeah and I'm just watching at the moment um a 90s series did you any of you watch it and it was German I think um kingdom which was, was shot
2: Danish wasn't it
3: uh, or was yeah. it Danish? And it was shot yeah. on. Um, sorry, it's Danish. It was shot on. Um, what do you, well a video, a video. You know, no. I think that you know what are the ones video called. Video, video or like recall, a,
0: a, a super a super VHS or whatever they are called. VHS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry,
3: I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> and it has a it has a sort of a aesthetic. Its own aesthetic. Yeah, I think
2: that was Lars von Trier, wasn't it? I That's think right. Were, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That's on BFI, but, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Is it so not not um, or German. Yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah
2: just been re-released yeah but the kingdom is is uh it was like a weird soap series based around this very very strange hospital
3: that's right yeah and
2: yeah it's uh that's the only way to describe you have to kind of see it to yeah to believe it it's worth -hmm. a a look Mm -hmm. for for me just on that side just that one image of that close of the cat's eyes and then the image of the girl its beautiful and then there's you know it's you know you get moments like this uh, i'd say that you know capturing the cat like that that uh, was a lucky mistake mm. blow that up and look at it it's beautiful and it's that thing about screw focus focus isn't important with everything <laughs> nothing has to be technically perfect because if that image yeah. of the cat was in focus it would just look like an image of a cat but because you caught it mid-blur it is in mid-motion but captured as a still it's just very very cinematic it, it really.
0: has the advantage if it's not actually a cat as well but well, there that, you go. what is it i don't know so the reason, part fair. part of the reason it's blurry is it's shot through glass because it's actually a zoo animal. Wow. Uh, some it's, it's sort could of be a monkey. I'm not sure it's a monkey. I think it, I want to say it's some kind of marsupial or something like that. A <laughs> um, <laughs> mysterious animal. But but it was sat right by the glass. So I thought, oh. I know, I'll just take a close up of you because you look interesting. And I shove mm. my camera right up by the glass and just press the button and, and see what happens.
4: Oh. But as with Claire's images, it, it 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 sounds like it's easy to shoot like that. Mm. And trust me, I try when I got Yazine, I tried to understand how to do that. Yeah. And I'm not able to replicate what you did. You you have to That's because so you be sold me the camera, camera, Christian, that I used to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sold you the camera because I was rubbish using it. <laughs>
0: Actually, that might not be true for those ones because I think I might have made most of the images with the older version of that camera, the one that I lost, which meant that I had to go and buy a replacement from mm. Christian because he wasn't getting on with his.
2: I, I like I like the way you've, I mean, just deliberately, you know, if you look at traditional, you know, when you're trying to make a photograph, you're meant to have, you know, have a nice curve going from black to white and every every shade of grain between you just said, fuck that. And you've just crunched the hell out of the blacks, crunched the hell out of the whites. And just made a really punchy, beautiful image. And, and, when
0: would be the fun in getting it
2: right? And no, but precisely. <laughs> and this is, a, I think it's a really important lesson. It's like, it really doesn't just do, just try stuff out until you find something that works, that, that you enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, what's the point?
0: So that so it's, it's interesting, you know you know the the people say i don't know if there's a saying as such but you often find people that have a hobby that is different from their profession because it's the way mm. that they relax their brains and and yeah. things like mm. that. In, in my professional life I tend to have to be pretty much spot on on most things. The, you know I have to get things right right and mm. and deliver to a a technical standard whatever it might be. Um, and so, by nature, I'm a bit of a control freak. I'm a really not a very good guitar player or musician at all because I can never get into that flow state. I'm always too busy trying to figure out what's happening next, and I never get beyond that to to the thing to the stage where things happen naturally. Um. And perhaps. Perhaps with the photography, and I have this. I'm not making this up. I have thought about this over a bit, over a bit of time over the last years. Like perhaps I've finally managed to find with the photography just a little bit of space where I I, I will let go, and 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 just let it flow. And I think that some of that has come from over the years playing with things like holgers right, where, yeah. Yeah, where you have a camera that it's like, yes, you can worry about the fact that, yeah, well, a medium medium format shot now costs two quid in this country, right, two pound per shot. Mm. But it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't back when. But, you know, people say that, oh, you have to be very mindful of that. And actually, there's no point in being particularly mindful of the technical output of a Holger, right? <laughs> you you have to force yourself to to let go, which is a, a really odd thing to say, but you know what I mean. Um, and, and I think, I sort of finally, not finally, because it's it's an evolution, right? It's never going to be a finally. But at the moment, I feel I'm just starting to be able to let go a little bit and just play with it. And um, if, if that might. comes through, brilliant. And if it comes through showing showing in a nineties in an early nineties fashion, which is a time where I was perhaps most exploring new things, right? So coming into the nineties, I was in my late teens, right. So yeah, the early nineties were my playtime, right? The time and that's
4: I, that's exactly why I'm uh, I picture you wearing grunge style clothes, shooting these images. I can't. Yeah, never not, did photography I in those days. That.
0: But other than that, you're probably spot on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Funnily enough, that's the only bit of formal education I did do in photography was um at art college in the like mid 90s basically mid to late 90s so there I was with my, my grunge clothes listening to Green Day and <laughs> all, all of that but and um, you know some Radiohead and everything else and uh, that idea of having those VHS tapes you know mm. with huge cameras you know I don't know if you were ever running around uh filming with any of those as well aid because that really comes across like anna was saying about taking those tapes and just running a magnet across it that's the sort of stuff that we were Mm -hmm.
0: doing no i I never did that um i was um I wasn't massively creative myself. I was very much into stuff, lots and lots of live music, you know, gigs and festivals, uh, you know, mm-hmm. loads of clubs, you know, stuff like that. But never um, but, so much
4: and, making it, yeah. yeah. But as with every uh, uh, style and uh, also fashion styles, everything comes back again. And if you look at visual artists today, one discipline that people really love to explorers uh, glitching stuff you know there are a lot of uh, yeah. uh, um electronic um uh, music artists who have visual artists accompany their performances yeah. and they do a lot of glitching and so on and yeah i think you're you're striving for all your 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 longing for imperfection and uh, being able to just you know do whatever that's something yeah. that a lot of people a- feel hey a- you're a- deliciously a- retro
2: yeah.
4: yeah. Well, well, thank and you very a, much. Oh, he's <laughs> the original animal. Uh, no, he's yeah. the original OG. OG. The OG. There's a,
3: French, there's a French photographer, and I, I think I know his name's Olivia, and I think it's Olivia Boudin. I can't think of his surname. Anyway, he had. I loved his feed. He used to be on Flickr originally, and <clears throat> I think he's on Twitter now. Um, and that going back to that picture with the whatever the animal is, the, the cat stroke.
0: Whatever it is, I have literally no yeah. idea what animal yeah. it is. I'm sorry, reminds, I'd love to it, tell
3: it, you. It, his feed is quite has that kind of aesthetic, and it might has a bit of like the odd occult thing. In it. I've always loved his feeds, yeah. So I'll, I'll send you links. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I, I do. I've yeah, AIDS no, I'm always happy seeing wrong, new stuff. I haven't. I don't know. I was just thinking,
1: considering what we've talked about, and and aids as as you are like you you obviously do the future of photography and mm-hmm. i kind of feel like this is sort of like your future of photography of the 90s if you like that you were the mini dv a tape, you know, when everybody else is on VHS, you were like, "What's next? Let's find the, you know, the mini DV tape and get those glitches happening, you know, that kind of stuff." Maybe that, maybe that's your style, you know?
0: C- could be, could be. Who knows? I mean, it's uh, I don't, I don't have much of a sense of where I'm going with this stuff. I do.
2: You know, you should get aid. You should get a Game Boy camera. That's exactly (laughs) what I wanted
4: to say in this second.
2: The other camera you should get, if you can, if you can find one for under $1,000 is the one that Fisher price made in the 70s and 80s, which recorded, I think it was something like uh, recorded onto audio cassette as the Ooh. recording medium.
0: I did I did have a Commodore in, 64 where the games you had to load off cassette.
2: No, it's the video camera for kids. It was recording black and white. It was used. I think there's a David Bowie music video from the Black Tie White Noise album. Um it was Jump They Say or one of those songs anyway. It's in it's in one of the music videos. It's a di- it's a pe- it's a design classic. It's a <laughs> video camera. It looks like a Super 8 camera. It's for kids. You put an audio cassette in and it records oh, yeah. video onto audio cassette and it's in raw black and white, a very raw pixely image but it's 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 meant to be a stunning bit of kit if you can and find the, one that works
4: and the Game Boy camera is really really cool because yeah. with it you can do chip tunes as well Ooh. oh yes so i i i'm
0: aware of the game boy camera i wasn't aware of the other one i have i have been thinking about buying a thermal printer um yeah yeah you know, uh, yeah you know, just doing a project where it's all printed on a till roll basically Till
1: i think that so, would really yeah. suit your aesthetic aid, hey, do you know like this this new kind of like thing that you're exploring with that that definitely makes sense I, hey, i've seen they're really cool i, I,
4: love I, I have a game boy camera i will bring it and <laughs> give it to you I have a
0: game boy camera
4: Yes, I really cool. do, and cool. I I really think that's uh, because uh, as Anel said in the in the second Anel said you need a game camera. I was uh, thinking exactly the same, and, <laughs> I, and I have one. I will bring it to you. And there is actually people hacking uh, Arduino's uh, so mm. that you can uh, not print but just transfer the images mm. to your um what, computer, and you can do stuff with it. So yes, that's something I I I feel like Anel we we should have him uh shoot the uh, photo walk on a game boy camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. No, that's I really like that. Thank you all, cause that's that's quite some insight. So it, I, it, it's not somewhere what you've all said is not somewhere I'd think I would have gotten on my own. Um but it definitely does give me some insight and uh and i uh, and i uh, broadly speaking completely agree with everything you said there's a little a bit of me like to think i'd be slightly less retro i don't get me wrong i don't i'm not going to be yeah the next hunger magazine right i'm not going to be setting the world on fire with my graphic style of photography um as much as i might like to um but the it is, yeah. The fact that actually some of that inspiration could have been with me from my most formative young adult years in the early nineties—that kind of makes some sense, actually.
2: Yeah, just carry on playing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know? It is. It's don't be, don't get too serious. Like, just enjoy playing and see what happens. I think that's where your, you know, some interesting stuff comes out. It's always the way, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Seems like a good place to end it. I think that's cool. a. I good
0: think we day. should. Uh, we're we're almost at double time for today. um yeah, uh, yeah, my clock here on the on the recording is showing us one hour forty one at the moment. So uh yeah, we've done. Graham would be proud <laughs> of us actually. Uh, Graham, if you've listened this far, right? um Then I hope we filled up a good like couple of client slots in your day because you do, Graham does <laughs> like a long <laughs> podcast. Um, Anil, mate, um, fantastic to see you on Sunday. Just as awesome to have you on the podcast again today as well. Thank you for joining us. Mm. Pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think looking around on the on the screen at all the smiles, I think everybody's enjoyed this conversation. Um, I, and it's uh, and it's been a really fun one for me. Uh, I've learned a lot. I think, um, and and hopefully everybody's learned something. Christian, you don't need to put your hand up, mate. It's okay. It's not, we're not in yeah, class now. I just
4: wanted to say people people who don't know Anil should yes, have a look gonna... at, at his website because 100%. there is a good reason why this man is a good choice mm-hmm. for judging uh, the host styles. And he's got an amazing... Anil, you, your website is amazing. Your portfolio oh, is great, oh, so <laughs> versatile. And and yeah, I love it. And I do. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I just wanted to point out there is a good reason why uh, uh, um, you you are on the show, and I really uh, enjoyed the conversation with you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: I also really like the um, the fact that on your website you say that you cannot be boxed in by style, which I thought was hilarious. We were going to be discussing
2: it's a real thing I'm going through at the moment. I'm really not sure what I'm doing. It's, it's weird. Cause I know I'm technically, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about it earlier, but it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to work out what, what I'm doing <laughs> because you get caught, you, you know, you need to photography. Isn't my main money earner, but it's becoming a bigger part of my, um, income. Um, and I'm trying to work out who I am and what I'm doing. But the problem is I like doing so many different things. Okay. Quite well, um, but then, you know, when you look at the websites of other real professionals, they they sort of double down on one particular style or one particular look. But because of my background and where I come from, which is, you know, I was a graphic designer, I was a director. I also love post production as well, so I'm as interested in the technical look of something as I am in
4: the creation. I don't know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's something I've got to work out. But anyway, Fun. thank you, I appreciate it. But funny that you mentioned this because we got feedback on the Discord channel about mm-hmm. style. And one of the things that almost everybody said was, oh, do I have a style? What is my style? And, and do I want a style? And yeah. I think that's something that we will be exploring uh, on next the next episode, yeah. because we need, to, we need to find some sort of uh, summing up of what we learned. And- <laughs>
2: I don't think there is, because I, again, I was, um, for me, style can, be, style can be the visual output, the end result, but style can also be the way you go about your photography. The, mm. the, the Style at the beginning, you know, for the sake of argument, you know, my I could say my style is I shoot from the hip, you know, so I walk around, I just see what's there, and but the output of that could be so many different things. I mean, your approach,
1: basically, your approach to. Yeah, yeah but
2: then that's a the start. That could be that that yeah. affects your own style as well. You know, yeah. I think the two things are very interlinked. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah. I love your work, Anil. And on your website, um, if you click on, if listeners go to um, Anil's website and they click on, and your portfolio, pick the picture you have for the portfolio section, it's one of my favorite pictures of yours, which is yeah. the two girls. One, one in the green with her arm on the, the yeah, chair that, and the I mean, girl I
2: love that that's part of an actual corporate shoot and I uh, mm-hmm. this is what I'm slowly slowly working towards is trying to basically get paid to do exactly what I want with a camera <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah and we all want to get there but it, it is that thing about slowly trying to push your your vision mm-hmm. and and you know get 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 money for it so hopefully I'm mm-hmm. I, 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 that will become more of a voice and a style further down the line I think, mm-hmm.
3: I think. who knows anyway.
0: yeah cool <laughs> listen amazing and yes thank you Anil for joining us uh link to Pleasure. uh both your websites because you have to one for photography and one for your professional app but we'll link both of them in the in, in the uh in the show notes because I think it's definitely worth people exploring the breadth of what you do. Um, and uh, so, thank you, everybody, for those of you that managed to listen this far into the show. <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. I hope you've enjoyed it as much mm-hmm. as we have. Um, you know, it would be fantastic uh, to get even more feedback in our Discord. Again, show, show notes have a link to the Sunny16 Discord. Please join us and join the conversation. Um, we've already had, as Christian was just saying, some really good conversation about the uh, the first show in the miniseries. Uh, and uh, I think that's good. Uh, you can also email us, uh, sunny16podcast at gmail.com, uh, which is a good old-fashioned slow way of getting in touch with a podcast because it has to be filtered through Graham's phone, um, uh, <laughs> which usually is, is buried in the soil of somebody's back garden, I think, and only gets a Bluetooth signal to listen to all the many podcasts that Graham listens to um so uh yes if you'd like to email us that's great um but if you'd like to join in a a massive multi-party conversation uh with lots of energy then please do join the discord um which is which is our way of saying that we don't like social media but we do love old 90s style internet forums um, so <laughs> maybe okay. annals onto something <laughs>
3: Maybe Anil yeah, can return as well because I'd like to hear more about Anil's work and style. Work yeah. and I'm just looking at Anil's website now in front of me, and there's this is just an amazing picture, Anil, of a lady in a pink dress where you, can, you can't you can see the top of her. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which I love one? that. You can't, see yes. the top, you can't see her eyes and the way she's yes. holding her hand, but that's a great picture to me. I love it. Oh, thank you. And then you're really yeah. good with graphics as well, aren't you? You're really good with graphics because you did a whole series which with the fonts looking really yeah. like I
2: mean there's, there's another book I'm working on which is which is about playing with photography and uh, mm. cleverly playing with photography uh and trying to create a new a new genre of street photography called Street Two oh.
3: which
2: hopefully will become a book this year.
3: Ooh.
1: Is that gonna be 90 theme, like garbage two point
2: no, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I. I it's probably for another podcast. I okay. well, tell I'm, you ramb- what. I'm
0: rambling now. No, no, no. You're not rambling. Absolutely not rambling. But what we won't do is we won't put you on the spot to define it. What no, we no. will do is invite you to come back and talk to us when you're ready. Happy to. That would cool. be
3: fantastic. Hold on yeah. and.
0: On that note, as a wise man once said, there must be some kind of way out of here. Um, so we <laughs> have been the Sunny 16 podcast. It has been a, a fantastic conversation. They all all fun, but a fantastic conversation today. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, I say that every week. And last week we had a break. Sorry about that. We should probably apologize for there being a missed week. Um, But we will be back next week with the third and I think final installation, unless we get inspired to carry it along more. uh, The third and final episode in our mini series about style. See you then, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.